Hello and welcome to Red Leg Radio, a show that gives our military guests the opportunity to tell their story, speak their truth, and pass on the knowledge to the next generation, and our civilian audience, the chance to understand the truths and share their experiences as well. Let's get into it. Hey, brother, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. It sounds like it's a rainstorm or something going on. Oh, it's probably my fan. Ah, that's what it is. Let me turn it down. Is that better? That is a little bit better. How you doing? Not too bad. How are you? I am surviving. You know, that's what I do. I survive. Yeah, things happen. <laughs> it's all good, you know. Hmm. So, what's new with you? Oh, so many things, you know, so many different things. I'm just uh, trying to put it all together, you know. Uh, almost done with recruiting here in a couple months, and then moving on to my next assignment. Do you know where that's so, gonna be? Oh, I do. <laughs> Hit me up online and let me know. Oh, yeah, you're probably going to be mad about it, but, you know, a lot of people have been mad at me about my next assignment, but it's all good, you know. Sometimes you just got to talk to the right people and, you know, put yourself in a position to navigate your own career. If if anyone's going to be mad about that, it's not going to be me. Oh, no, I already know that. You know, I know that for sure. You know, we've known each other for a very, very long time, you know. Yeah. we're definitely going to dive deep into this one, man. I was sitting here uh, writing down some things, and then, you know, I'm glad you gave me those few extra minutes because I thought about so many different things that I want to I wanna touch on with you because you, you're you in this. You're, you're really about all of this stuff that I wrote down, so we're definitely going to dive into this and uh, dissect a, a little bit of everything here that I got wrote down, you know what I'm saying? So. Well, I appreciate uh, that, brother. Hey. I appreciate you for even, you know, taking the time. I know we on two totally different sides of the world and two totally different time zones. Which is oh, crazy. my gosh. Like 14 hour difference, basically. Yeah. Exact. That's actually the exact number. <laughs> <laughs> that's the exact number. You get that uh, in the head, too. 14 hours, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been there so many times, so I know how it is. Trust me. Oh, uh, I know. You've been there Struggle. before. Struggle. You've been there before, yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I have. Right, so it's nothing new to you. Nothing new to no. you at all. All right, let me go ahead and I got to do my little intro here. And you know, I've been doing pretty good with these intros, so so just bear with me when I go through this. All right. No, you're good. Hey, you do hope, you. Hope I do you proud. All right. <laughs> of course. All right. Welcome back to Red Leg Radio. I'm your host, as always, Will T. And today I have a very very special guest. Um, me and her go pretty far back, uh, all the way back to the days of, for us, it's the, the days of being chiefs together and, you know, watching each other, you know, come up in, in this world we call field artillery. Um, very, very controversial for, for a while. And I say that because, you know, when I first started in, in field artillery and, you know, shooting rockets, there were no women, you know what I'm saying? So for her to burst into the world and show him what, what it's really about and you know 
never take nothing lightly. I mean, I I was in the struggle when she was in the struggle trying to figure this whole thing out and and to watch her get to where she is now, it, it's been, I've been nothing but proud of the progress that she's made and the, and the groundwork that she laid for everybody that's came behind her. Um, super, super talented, extremely knowledgeable on so many different levels, you know what I'm saying? Not just in field artillery, but the army as a whole, somebody to absolutely emulate. And when I look around and I see her post and um, see people commenting and, you know, all the people who she has influenced in our world is just amazing to see, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I get a little jealous, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's to be, it's to be expected, you know what I'm saying? Because she does, she's, she is one of the ones that go outside of, you know, the, the regular, the norm, as we say, you know what I'm saying? And she makes sure that she takes care of soldiers. If there is nobody who takes care of soldiers, it's, it's definitely going to be her. And, you know, I, I, I like what she's done. You know what I'm saying? So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you all to Anna Marie T. Sparks, First Sergeant Type. All right. And the T stands for Take Your Time, because that's what we're going to do today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, brother. You definitely to my own horn, and I I am very humbled to be a part of this experience with you, yep. and to just even be thought of to be here. So it's truly an honor. No, I mean uh, the the pleasure is all mine because you know, like I said, I've watched you come into our world from a different from a different background and really take it in, in stride and showing what it's really about man i remember times where we was going through certifications back in the day and i remember this event this one event very specifically because it looked like you had hurt yourself i remember seeing you limping for some reason i don't know what happened but i know we were doing certifications and i remember you just had this look on your face like this really like beating me up but it did you didn't let it stop you you know what i'm saying and i remember that because I was there at that. I was at that moment before too, where it just felt like the whole world was crashing down. I was a brand new chief and I didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? So to see you, you know, not let that defeat you and really and really show these guys what, what time it is was it was just amazing to see. It really was. That was like years ago. <laughs> wow, um, I'm trying to remember. Um, it was a long time. Ago. I wonder if it was my first time certifying as a section chief. It was. It was. So it was probably uh, January of 2016. Yeah, long, long time ago. Well, not that long. I, well, I, I guess, I, I guess it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that that was super stressful um, mm -hmm. because I remember working very long hours with my gunner and my driver, like even during the weekends. Um, yep. and, and sometimes during the weekdays until like 2200 at night and um and i like i literally was studying doctrine like it was like second nature to me um and i remember i don't i won't name any names but i remember um one specific uh, section chief he asked me he was like well how does it feel to know that this this could potentially be a career ender for you even with 10 years in the army and i just remember telling him you know you can fuck right off you don't know me yeah um because at the end of the day like i told my driver and my gunner you know we're not gonna fail because that was back in the day when it, it was on a point system oh yeah yeah and like Absolutely. it like you know like 
we we were definitely um our feet were definitely held to the fire um if we didn't fucking certify Absolutely. Um, excuse my language is that oh, no, you're good. You're not, okay. oh do your thing okay um but i uh i remember when um first armed people was the master gunner and <laughs> oh, yeah master oh, gunner people <sighs> um he uh I remember he hopped in my launcher when we were doing op area and mm-hmm. um that was probably the most stressful time just because um trying to find my three hides and fires in the time time limit and whatnot and mm-hmm. we did and uh I just remember um I, I did I hurt myself during the op area because when I hopped out of the launcher when we were complete with that, um I had uh I had slipped and fell over um, a tree trunk because uh, certain people wanted to, f- to fucking whack it in, you know, um, yeah, got like... his axe and everything. Yes, that's him. Uh, lumberjack. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's so, um, I, uh, I just remember running back into the launcher and, um, and I, I did, I, I tripped over. Um, it was a pretty big uh, tree trunk with a pothole on the other side. And I was like, just got to suck it up. Got to complete this, you know? Um, yep. And so when we got back to the motor pool, I stepped outside of the launcher to ground guide. And um, and Sergeant Teeple hopped out and he said, well, Sergeant Sparks, welcome to co- uh, Combat Arms. And he shook my hand. And I said, just out of curiosity, what, what was my, like, what was our score? Because, you know, 750 was, like, that was the cutoff. Yep. And he told me 760, and I'm like, let's fucking go. Hey, I don't care. We we passed, you know. Yeah. And um, and I just remember after I parked the launcher back online, um, talking to my driver and my gunner, and they just uh, they were super thrilled. Like it was our first time as a crew, and I'm like, we fucking did it. And I was like, I told you guys we were gonna do this. And, you know, first time go for everything, for written and uh, uh, table one through five. So, yeah, that's dope. Let me let me take you all back a little bit so I can explain a little something. So back in the day when we used to certify and I was talking to uh, somebody about this. Actually, I was talking to Park the other day about this. Like it was all about competition for us. Everything was a competition. And I loved that aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to be top. If you wasn't top three, you wasn't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody looks to those. Everybody was waiting for the list to come out and look on the wall. Like, what? you know, 16 launches. Where where am I ranked at? Where am I ranked at? Who's on top? You know what I'm saying? Those bragging rights helped us become the the chiefs and the platoon sergeants and our first sergeants. You know what I'm saying? That we are now. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we wanted we all wanted that to be was on top. motivation it was all the motivation we needed hey you know what i'm saying we all wanted to get that 800 on the time and be at the top of the list you know what i'm saying and i i went through the same thing you know when i was coming up in my first time chief and you know what i'm saying i didn't i had to learn how to humble myself and ask for help you know what i'm saying because i was a young sergeant when i first became a chief I had no idea what I was doing, but I was around people like Lindholm and I was around Yukis and I was around uh, Blair, all these yeah. big names, you know what I'm saying? And, and I was the youngest chief out of all, well, not young in age because I was older, but I was the youngest in, you know, in rank to these guys. These guys were staff sergeants and I was just a sergeant, you know what I'm saying? So 
Um, I struggled so hard with, with first certain people. Struggled, you know what I'm saying? He tried to DQ me so many times. But um, they just told me, like, look, dude, they, they literally pulled me in the office like, look, you need to humble yourself and ask for help. We are all on the same team. We in competition, but we're not going to let you fail. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I had to learn that lesson the hard way. And I tell people that all the time now. Like, look, man, sometimes you got to really humble yourself and take that step back and ask for help you know what i'm saying nobody's going to let you struggle we're all on the same team you know what i'm saying but absolutely <laughs> first iron people was definitely super super rough on me and i have like a mixed feeling about him sometimes because yeah. of how rough he is but i understand why he did it you know what i'm saying right i knew he was only doing it to make me better you know what i'm saying absolutely i mean regardless of the fact that he tried to give me an article 15 right before i left but that's a whole nother story. You know, Fair I, enough, I, I, brother. Yeah. I, I've let it go. You know what I'm saying? I was on my yeah. way back to Korea. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. I, and I really respect him for uh, for pushing me all the way to my to the limits. You know what I'm saying? Because he 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 saw something. You know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't have been able to sit in that seat if he didn't see something. Because if one thing above first arm table, he gonna make sure he will not put somebody there that ain't supposed to be there. He will pull That's you out. He will pull you out and he will replace you. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I don't know where he's at now, but I'm sure he's doing something, some chopping some trees down somewhere. Hopefully not getting heart attacks. Yeah. God I mean, bless. I can't, I can't even no, count bro, how many you, you I know. <laughs> but he was still willing to bite the bullet and turn the mic. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, but you you called it right there. Like, man, asking for help. That was yeah. one of the first things that I, when I first got to uh, first fires in, in Bravo Battery, um, no one knew who I was because it was PT. And mm -hmm. I remember um, starting first class. Uh, was it Lovely or something like that? Uh, anyways, he was my platoon sergeant, and um, I just remember introducing myself, and I told them, you know, who I am, and I also said, I'm new as a 13, Mike. I will teach you everything I know about the Army if you can teach me everything that you know about being a 13, Mike, and from that point forward, like, I, I had asked, like, you know junior specialist like it didn't matter to me like I just I was willing to learn and um and I think like going back I want to give it a shout out to a couple people because oh, in, in in Bravo the only two people that were literally willing to help me and take the time even after hours was um Staff Sergeant Jonathan Thornton um oh my god I know and uh and Sergeant Blair they were literally the only two um, that were willing to help me. And and I know, like, they had an immense amount of patience with me because I'm the type of person that asks a lot of questions oh, and yeah. sometimes I overthink stuff. But I just remember having a lot of conversations with Thornton and he was like, Sparks, I'm telling you, if I can pass certifications as dumb as I am, you can pass <laughs> certifications. Um, and, and I mean... I just I have so much respect for him because one of the biggest ones that I was I was so stressed about was airload and <laughs> man and you know how yeah. time consuming it can be oh, and yeah. just even going through like the step by step like he literally went down to the 
the nitty gritty with me um, on every single thing that I needed to do and my driver, yeah. my gunner needed to do. Um, so yeah, definitely a huge shout out to him and Blair. Like without them, I would not be where I am. Um, like with the knowledge, like from the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So mad love to both of them. Yeah, Sarn. Uh, yeah, Sarn Blair is he, He's one of. I actually went to AIT with with uh, Sarn Blair. Um, so I've known him for a very long time. He was like my when I came back to from Korea to Bragg. He was my first section chief at, in a high marks. So uh, I've known that dude for a very long time. He's always he's another one that has always been on me about certain things. Um, not just like within the MOS, but just being a, a non-commissioned officer in general. He's the one yes. who, who he forces. Well, he didn't force me, but he's the one who instilled in me to know that I am a rank and I'm not a pay grade. Uh, and I tell people that all the time. And every time somebody says a pay grade when they're around me, they look at me because they know I'm going to say something about it like every single time. And he's the one who instilled all of these different things in me. And I've always had a lot of respect for him um, since day one. You know what I'm saying? He, he basically took me under his wing since AIT, literally since AIT. And um, everything that he showed me over the years I've, i still keep that with me i still wrote it's still in my tool bag regardless of where i'm at man because he showed me a lot of different things and he definitely knows what he's doing he definitely knows what he's doing yeah brother he's a huge standard bearer and um oh yes he, he uh, uh yeah that definitely that's something that i really i really admire about him is because mm-hmm. even though he's hard on people it's tough love it's because he cares about you yep if he don't, if he's not giving you tough love, he he does, then he don't respect you. I'm just telling you right now. If he's not hard on you, he has he does not respect you. I'm gonna tell you straight up. That's just how he is, man. One hundred percent. And I told I told a couple guys that uh, my my the guy I went to uh, one of my soldiers that I went to Afghanistan with uh, Ibarra. He's out. He was out there in Germany with him. I was like, look, when you get with Sergeant Blair, he's going to be hard on you. Don't take it as he's being mean. He's trying to teach you something. So just listen to everything that he says. And he came back. He was like, he was right. I'm like, I, I, know, I, know, I know this guy. I know how he operates. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Don't take it personally. It's all professional. No. It's always professional. It's never personal. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So first song. I'm quite, I got I got to quite first song. I, I can't. Oh, you're, so, you're good, listen, brother. I'm, Nah, this is this is a this is an amazing amazing feat, you know. I'm, soon I'll be there, you know. Um, I'll be there soon, uh, so I definitely I'm definitely proud of you about that. But let me just uh, just give me a little bit about your army story. Like I want to go back to the past, then we're gonna hit the present a little bit, and you know, and then I'm gonna ask you about you know your future endeavors and what's up next for you. But like, just take me back to the beginning. Like, okay. where did it all start for you? So, uh, went to basic training in January of 06, um, Fort Leonard Woods. Uh, all good? I wasn't even in the arm. <laughs> oh, yeah, 2006, baby. I uh, signed my contract in October of 05. Um, mm-hmm. I would have enlisted sooner, but I wanted to try the, the community college thing for a little bit, and that didn't right, work please. out. Um, so... From there, I just I went to Fort Sam Houston because uh, I enlisted as a 91 Bravo, which all 
all uh, medical MOSs were 91 series at the time. That's how old I am. Um, I was about to say, what? You was a mechanic? <laughs> yeah, so wow. all, uh, okay. so it, it switched to 68 series in 2008. Okay. Um, so, uh, did the medic thing for, uh, I was maybe three months shy of 10 years um, when I, uh, when I went to a 13 Mike AIT and um been in a plethora of units um but the main reason why i wanted to reclass was because i had become very complacent in my job mm. i i had literally hit every single position from e1 to corporal and uh and so um that was one of the main um driving factors for me because i don't like to become complacent i like to learn new things Absolutely. One of the reasons why I chose to go 13 Mike was because 13 Bravo wasn't open for females. And my best friend was a 13 Bravo uh, killed in action on uh, 5 January 2006. And so I wanted to do something in memory of him, um, which to me, that's to me, it's a big deal that I'm, I'm even saying that because I don't share that with many people. I'm just sharing that on on that podcast. Um kind of gets me emotional um but uh but yeah so i wanted to do something that was going to give me purpose and motivation despite all the bullshit um that the army sends you and live and live in his honor basically and so every every day when i feel like i don't have a purpose even though the soldiers give me so much purpose um i i remember him and i remember everything that i do is in his honor and so um i uh, dual military um as you know um i have a 12 year old daughter she is my world and um this is my second time uh that she that she's been alive that i've been away from home um so she she's definitely a mama's girl for sure um which is kind of ironic um and not the norm because it's usually daddy's girl but she is she's always strapped to the hip when i'm home and so um she's having a hard time right now but she's a military kid and so she's super strong and she bounces she bounces back you know how it goes because you have Mm -hmm. kids too you know um but she's doing really awesome i'm super proud of her um she has an amazing academic um a gpa right now she has all a's and two b's so i'm incredibly proud of her um and uh i don't know how in depth you want me to go brother um but uh every single position okay um i've held every single position as a 13 mic um as a like minus being a gunner and a driver so i was a section chief for a couple years um went to 18th airborne corps and uh was in the g3 for a while also worked for someone pretty high ranking um when i deployed with them in 2018 i was a battle nco in the strike cell um and i went to syria for a few months as well while i was over there Mm -hmm. um came back in 2019 um uh and then i was sent to 321 um in, in january of uh 2020 which if you think about the time frame it kind of sucked because that was literally when COVID happened COVID, yeah. um 
and so I was it was rough being a platoon sergeant um, because we were mi- minimal essential manning um, anyways I was in 321 from January to October of that year I was probably one of the worst times in my my career um, just because I I had a first sergeant that did not support me at all um, he was incredibly um, degrading and made every opportunity that, um, to I, to basically identify me and, to, and tell me that I'm a female platoon sergeant and um, never in my career as a 13 Mike have I ever received that like even being a, a section chief like it was like everybody was incredibly accepting like no one put my gender out there I was just there to do a job um, but being being in 321 during that time it was it was man just even thinking about it um it was really rough like there were many times where when we especially when we went to ntc and uh late august of that year um my first turn had literally like put me on blast in front of my whole platoon cussed me out like you you name it he did it and um it just it took a lot of the the respect factor away from my guys to me and uh we made it through though and um and honestly like they they knew how how the first art was so just hearing them say that you know don't don't worry about it basically um it, it really like kind of put me at ease because i was just i was there to do my job i'm, I'm here yeah. to train time tactical uh, uh effective soldiers um and ncos and, and leaders and um but it, it was rough brother it was really rough um there were a couple nights when we were in ntc man the, the sky is beautiful you can literally see every single star in the sky oh, yeah. and there are a couple times where i was just leaning up against my humvee and and thinking to myself man i really just need a win i just i want one win that's it and my uh, my driver at the time, actually, he came from Ammo Platoon right before um, we deployed to uh, NTC. And man, he was most definitely the best driver um, as a smoke that I've ever had. Like super knowledgeable, like super squared away. Um, I'm gonna give him a shout out to Specialist Cuevas. Like he is such an amazing soldier um he's he's out now but uh man he was phenomenal um he was my win brother he was my win um every time i thought about things to to do in order to take care of the, the platoon he's like i got you smoke and it's like fuck clevis like sit your happy ass down this is my fucking job you know what i mean yeah, for sure but like but all he wanted to do was help and that's it and um and even though it may sound really small to me it's it's huge because having soldiers just step outside of their comfort zone and take the initiative it's a rarity nowadays and so you know what i mean and so he he acted like he was already an nco and so um just super proud of the kid and uh he's living his best life now but um but during that time that was probably the the most difficult you know time um just being in the army and so when i uh when i sat down with my battalion sergeant major and he uh, he asked me if i wanted to go to 327 
because they needed time for classes. Um, from that point forward, I didn't want to leave my platoon, but if I was going to be asked to include other things that were said during that time in his office that I wanted to go to 327, I didn't want to be in a battalion that I knew my Sergeant Major wasn't going to support me. So I was like, absolutely. So I left, um, I reported, oh, that's when I, you know, I got back in contact with you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, got to 327, reported in November of 2020. And uh, there were a couple a couple moments um, during my time in 327 that were that were struggles, but man, like that was probably the best time of my life being a platoon sergeant was being in, in 327 because I went, you know, I was an alpha, was an ammo, and then got sent to second fires. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sergeant Major Hedrick, he asked me if I wanted to stand up third fires in, in Bravo Battery when we did the three, three by nine. And I was like, fuck yeah, are you kidding me? I love being a platoon sergeant. And so, um, literally stood up third fires from the ground up. We didn't have anything, brother, no equipment, nothing. Um, and so, um, I just being a platoon sergeant for that platoon specifically for third fires, Bravo battery, they will always have my heart. Uh, all soldiers will, but that platoon specifically, like, we were a fucking family like when you're talking about like morale motivation and just having each other's backs like that was it we all had each other's backs like i would go to literally i would sacrifice everything in my life for those for those dudes um and um and so yeah when i when i left uh 327 i got sent to 82nd airborne divardi and um literally the last day that I was in processing I came down on orders for Korea and uh and I knew I was getting shoulder surgery on my left shoulder um in December and so I'm like well I'm not going to delete my orders but there's definitely going to be some deferment going on um but I didn't want to do that until after I got surgery um I had time my report date wasn't supposed to be until June of of uh, of this year so after I got surgery, my surgeon wrote um, wrote a, a letter uh, so I could submit it through IPSE. Um, yep. So I was able to defer it to October to meet the nine-month requirement. And probably three months before I reported, um, my current battalion CSM hit me up and and said, based off of the other SARM first classes that are reporting to, uh, to 138, um, I have seniority. And he asked me if I wanted to be um, frocked to first sergeant. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely. Bro. Of course. Of course. Get out of here. That's, I, I don't care. Like, obviously, I don't care about the pay. That's the only position I've ever had any desire, like, mm-hmm. at the very top. I've always wanted to be a first sergeant. So I wrote him back and I'm like, absolutely, Sergeant Major. Like, I absolutely want to be a first sergeant, you know. And so, um, man, like, just like the feeling that I got, like, after he had asked me that, like, I was on cloud nine, bro. Like, I just, I just having the opportunity to continue to lead soldiers just really like, had like, it sits differently with me. Like, it, I just, I have such a, you know, indebtedness to, to all these soldiers and NCOs because, they're they're the future of the army for the leaders and um 
and the only the only like real like emotion I get out of all that is these soldiers all have parents or guardians or people that have raised them and they don't even know me and so the fact that they're entrusting me to take care of them is just something that I will I will always hold near and dear to my heart and something that I I do not take lightly and so um so yeah I got frocked uh had the assumption of responsibility on the 17th of November and uh and here I am in 138 um under 210 fires in uh, Camp Casey South Korea so that's that's basically my story um what I want to do in the future uh after I retire is I want to get a a bachelor's in recreational therapy so it's essentially um a social worker except I'm not I'm not strapped to an office. I mm-hmm. I, do, I do things with with people that suffer from mental disabilities like PTSD, anxiety, depression, all of that stuff. And um, I want to, uh, as of right now, anyways, I want to establish myself in the countryside of Virginia and have my own horse farm um, because I know that's a huge um, emotional portion of the healing. And mm-hmm. um, uh, eventually, I want to get a master's in in uh, in social work with a minor in chemical dependency. So that's what I want to do, brother. All right. Now we're gonna have to dissect a lot of this. Uh, yeah, a lot of sure. that story. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you said a whole lot of things, and uh, I'm gonna go back just a little bit. Yeah. Kind of off topic, but on topic. So um, when I started what i'm doing right now this whole podcast and everything like that um one of the sub i wrote down this list of this long list of subjects that i wanted to go over and then i had all these people that i wanted to you know bring on just to talk about these certain subjects and you know some people flaked out some people you know have come on i'm trying to make it all go full circle but um i'm actually glad that i have you because one of the topics that i wanted um, to talk about was women in the military and artillery, okay. not just in the military, women in artillery. And you've been hitting a lot of a lot of good points on that. So I'm going to um, ask. You know, we'll dive into that in, in a second. Um, but you said a lot of good things. You said a lot of stuff that. Uh, well, I appreciate oh, that, brother. I. Yeah, for sure. And then you also talked about another subject what was Mac Peace, too. You know what I'm saying? Because you are married in the military and I, I wanted to talk to somebody about women I mean being married in the military you know dual military and all of that kind of thing you know um so this is good that you're here you know what I'm saying I can ask the questions that I, I wanted to ask because my main focus is always going to be is passing along passing along the knowledge so that somebody who hears this knows what they need to do in case you know this that or the third comes up they like all right I heard it over here where I need to do this then the third so now I'm straight and then like for my civilian side of of this you know they have a a little bit more insight of what it is that happens within the army because me being a recruiter now um i see a lot of different things and you know one of my focus has one of my focus has been um in these three years that i happened it's almost up for me was to try to change and I know I can't make, I know I can't completely change it, but I wanted to make an impact so that people understand that the army is not just people who kick doors down and shoot people in the face. Right. That is one thing that I have learned going into high schools is, and that's always the first question I ask, like, what, what do you know about the army? What you know about the army? And that's the one thing they always say, oh, y'all deploy a lot. 
you know, kill people, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. I'm like, okay, but do you know we have over 150 different jobs? Right. You know, you don't have to actually be in combat arms. There's only like 20 different jobs that does that. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't know that, you know, so when I start talking to them, they're like, oh, I didn't know that I can be a captain's assistant. Oh, I didn't know that I could be a laundry specialist. Side note, side note, I'm so sorry. I have to say Oh, you're good, brother. I had no idea no idea that we had laundry specialists in the army no clue did not know that if you take your stuff to them before you go to cif they can't turn your stuff away they can't no, that's 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 true the only reason why i, I know i knew know that, that i knew that yeah it's crazy like i the very first laundry specialist i met was when i was a medic and i was uh, stationed at fort polk and i was in 115th combat support hospital mm-hmm. and um I'm like, what is this MOS? And I'm talking to the person that was actually a laundry specialist and she told me and I was like, no shit. And she was like, yeah, we work with the water purification people too. And I was like, we have those? <laughs> Listen, my mind it was completely blown because I, I put a laundry specialist in and I was like, well, I mean, this is all you, this is the job, this is the job you want? Hey, absolutely go and do it. I had no idea. I was, and then I started like researching and going to something like you can literally take all all the times that I've been so worried about going through CIF that all I had to do was go talk to these people, get them to do my laundry, and it would have been fine. I'm so mad. So mad. (laughs) Isn't that crazy though? Like you just have to bring a slip to CIF. That's it. A slip. And they have to take it. Yeah. Man, why is no one crazy, right? that's what this is for you know we spreading this knowledge now all y'all know now y'all go find y'all the 92 sierra wherever base you own they're there somewhere <laughs> probably in the parking lot because they probably ain't doing very much because don't nobody know they exist but we about right. to let y'all know y'all exist and we about to use y'all because i need my stuff like i'm not i'm never i'm never ever doing cleaning my own my own cif stuff anymore. i'm not doing it i'm yeah. going to find i'm never doing it again no <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm that's that's what i'm saying like i tell these these soldiers like there are there are different things you know like resources mm-hmm. that i'm still finding out after yes. 18 years in the army like i'm still yes. finding out so like go out there do some research google that shit you know what i mean yeah, because there will, there will be things that will mind blow like literally mind blow you every mm-hmm. step of the way it, which is kind of why I'm glad, you know, I was able to do recruiting because I, one, I was able to see the other side and how how the how the process actually works, how certain people get into the army, and um, I've had this this conversation so many times because a lot of the times I see on in our side in the, in the recruiting world, a lot of people are big on numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me being combat arms, I can't, I can't, I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm not comfortable putting somebody into a position that I know that they don't want to be in for numbers. I feel you know, that. I, I, I understand that we have a mission that I understand that. But what is a hundred people that we put in that are completely useless when I could have put in 50 that will absolutely do the job that we need to get the, that, that will get the job done. That makes no sense to me. No, I would rather I... have 10 strong than a hundred yes. weak. I've just, you know, I've just sent them I to the slaughterhouse. You know what I'm saying? That makes no sense. And I, I and I've 
Starburst class, you know, now. So, like, I've been in rooms with all the stars in the bars. You know, these guys, they've been in the recruiting world for so long. They don't think that non-commissioned officers can talk with these guys. They, they don't think that we can, that we understand the lingo. You know what I mean? I'm older. I've been in this thing for a long time. Right. You're, you can't scare me. You know what I'm saying? You, exactly. you can't come exactly. in there with, with, with train tracks and think that I'm going to be worried about you. I hang with my battery commander all the time. Stop playing. Like, you yeah. you can't do that to me. Like, there, there's nothing. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that leaf doesn't scare me. I, I've talked with stars. You know what I'm saying? I've walked and been in the same room with the 8th Army commander. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, the fact that you think that you can use your scare tactics to, like, make me conform, it's, it's not going to work on me. I'm, I'm not that, that person. Because you know? at the end of the day, yeah, because, like, you're you're the type you're the type of guy, because, I mean, I can, I can totally appreciate that because I'm the same way, but we're the type of people that these people, like, these, these soldiers that are coming in, and I don't have a recruiting background, but I can definitely empathize. They have lives too. Yeah, yeah. They and have I, and lives that's lot, too. That's, that's a lot of things that. And um, and I, whenever I sit down with somebody, I, I, the first thing is, look, I'm, this process is going to work as fast or slow as you want it to, but I'm going to make sure that I get, you get everything that you want out of this process. You're going to understand from beginning to end how it works, and if that's not something that you can do then I can refer you to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I take this very seriously. I've been doing this for almost 13, it'll be 13 years next month. I've been doing this for 13 oh, years. I've been around so many people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and I tell everybody when I was just talking on the, my last show, like I, I'm considered like, I, I feel like I'm a middle child, you know what I'm saying? Because I, when I came in the army, everybody that is you know, they was already 14 years in you know what i'm saying so i got to see the old but i'm still coming in with the new so like i had to figure out how to incorporate the old style with this new style and make it my own so uh, you know what i'm saying so a lot of people don't understand that and they always seem like like oh yeah you like a you have this old soul it's like because these are the guys that i came in, that you know what i'm saying that when i came in the army these guys they were on their way out so yeah, I needed exactly. to take everything that they knew and I needed to incorporate that and, you know, develop my own type of leadership as well. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't agree with just throwing out the old and then, you know, and forgetting that that happened. It's kind of like with at Brad, you know what I'm saying? When everybody's, all these pieces started moving around and people start leaving and going off to do different things, you saw the demise that happened. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You, was, you, was, you was in the front row with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that year when everybody started leaving and nobody was trying, well, nobody was like leaving them with the knowledge that they needed, they fell off and they fell off really bad. And and I'm not going to say none of the, the people names, but like I tried, you know what I'm saying? I literally tried to give so much that I had left in me, you know what I'm saying, that I knew about. Like I've been at Bragg for, I was at Bragg forever. There is not yeah. a nook or cranny that I have never been in on those on those training fields. Not, not one. I was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And that was another thing that they used to get mad at me about when I used to, you know, when I was a platoon sergeant there and I would be moving my, my guys around. They could never find out where I was at. It's because I know how to maneuver. And exactly. I'm not going to I'm not going to fall into your traps because that's not tactical. Why exactly. should I follow this plan? Oh, you need to go down this road or that road. No, I'm not. No, that's no, stupid. No. That's dumb. And I used to try to tell people that all the time, like, why would you go that way? You know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm that's... not going to fall into their plan. I'm going to make them change. 
now oh, adapt yeah. to what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's real time right there. You see me moving this way. Now adapt to what I'm doing so that I can adapt to what you're trying to do. Let's that's make this thing as that's let's make it as real as possible. Let's not yeah. set these. Why are we setting up all these ambushes and all this, that, and the third? No. Figure out how you're gonna do this if this was real time. Because if exactly. I have intelligence on what's going on, why would I go that way? That's not tactical. That's not smart. They 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 exactly. tell me all the time about it. And I was like, sorry, Angela. It is what it is. This is how I'm moving. You can yell at me later. But this is way more effective for my guys to see something happen that they don't already know is going to happen. That makes no sense. 100%. 100%. Yeah, like, it's it's combat effective on on, yeah. on how we do things. I mean, especially because I, I can totally vouch for you. Like, because I've, I've been at Bragg for so long, too. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, nah, homie, I ain't going to take this. I ain't, I ain't taking this MSR yeah. or this, no. <laughs> the route that you had already you know, put out there. Yeah, no, I know Brad like the back corners. of my hand. And I'm gonna yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> you know to what I, mean? I like, know what's I'm about to happen at four corners. Re- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. On, like it, it's funny because my last platoon leader, she would say, All right, Smoke, you're gonna take this route. And I was like, No, I'm not. And nope. she was like, Oh, I, I forgot you because she would be look, looking at the JBCP and I was like, No, I'm not. Yeah, no way. <laughs> Uh, I didn't have a vehicle, so I was essentially her driver. But I was like, no, no, no. But I mean, it was, but like, to me, I thought it was more effective that way because I would be teaching her while I was driving too. Yes. And, and I would be like, don't look at the JBCP, turn it, turn it the other way. Mm-hmm. You need to look at the routes that I'm taking so you can remember these when I'm exactly. gone. Exactly. I have and, this so, and I got this map, my old my old brag map, man. It has like this thing is literally gold because I've every time that I take a route, I map it on my I, I write it on my map, you know what I'm saying? And then a lot of yes, people don't yes. people don't do this, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm very, very tactical. And I learned this from first sergeant, almost sergeant major, uh, Lib. You know what I'm saying? Oh um, yeah. I I learned how to be very very tactical and how to move. And every time that I would move on my map somewhere, I would draw on my map because you know these maps aren't always going to be updated. But I'm, exactly. I'm drawing on my map. You know what I'm saying? And I'm labeling things like this is what look this is what it looks like now. This is yeah. This this area. This is what this area is. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't do that. I was very I've always been very, 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 very tactical and I've always known how to maneuver. And that was the one thing that I picked up from uh first arm there for him just throwing me out there into the wolves. Like, hey, you need to figure this out. Do this, do it this way. Um I'm gonna shout him out in a second. But um Oh, that, for that, sure. That, that's that was one of the things that you know what i'm saying he, he really got grilled into me to know how to maneuver because in our mos you know very well like we are always by ourselves yeah you know i'm saying we are very very passive uh yes. mos and yes. if you don't know how to maneuver when you're by yourself and that's you're what fucked. i picked up from being a second a section chief like you you out there you you got all this area and you are by yourself you need to know how to maneuver yes. and and be able to know you, if you can't read a map you're like you're really really screwed i know Absolutely. we get a lot of we get a lot of uh, a lot of backlash because they say we're just switch flippers but they don't understand everything no. you know that goes there is a lot of things lot. that goes into be in the 13 mike not just flipping the switch like you have to know number one and always gonna be number one for me is how to troubleshoot you know, yes. you oh my do god, that. we are mechanics too. 
yeah, that was that was number two. That was about to be number two. You know what I'm saying? Troubleshoot maintenance. If you don't know how you, how to uh, do your own maintenance, you are going to be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you got to understand the battlefield. You got to understand where you are. You got to understand what reports you need. There's so many different things. Oh my so gosh. many. And, uh, and, and I try my best to, you know, keep passing this knowledge down. And then um, even when I was a platoon sergeant, I, I made my guys be in the books. Uh, and freaking Staff Sergeant Ramirez can attest to this because he was so mad at me for a very long time. But I think not, nowadays he understands why I pushed him so hard yep. to be in the books because he can read you black and white and understand what black and white means without even questioning. Second nature to him. Second man, nature. I'm so proud of that kid, by the way. That is I've my guy. Him. That's my I've, guy, man. We were in first fires together when I was mm-hmm. a chief. So just like seeing him grow, like I'm super proud of him. Yes, my guy, man. You know, he we had a lot of uh we had a lot of back and forth wheels, you know, when we were deployed together, but um I could rely on him one hundred percent. I knew yeah. that I had to leave for a little bit and come back, but I knew that I was leaving it in good hands because I made them get in the books. I made them know how to do their own maintenance because you know how when we were out there, we were by ourselves. There was yes. nobody around. You know nope. what I'm saying? We didn't have no type of leadership. It was just me and my LT and my platoon. That was it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So these guys had to know how to fix these launches. They had to know how to do this, that, and the third, get supplies in, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the yeah. case may be, the, these guys were on it. And like I said, they were mad at me for a very long time, but when they started having to do these things when I was gone, they understood why I, I was the way that I was. I wasn't trying to come off mean. I just wanted y'all to be able to operate with me not around. You know, don't use me as That's a crutch. That's tough love you know right there. Saying? It's very tough love. 100%. But they, they, had to le- they had to learn the assignment, man, because you never know what's going to happen. You know, especially exactly. out there. Like, I mean, it, it was wild for us for, for a very, very long time. The entire time, honestly, we were there. It, it was crazy. And it was very, very real world. And I had to make sure that they understood, like, this is really life and death. Like, for real. Like, y'all have to understand. I And you talked about this earlier. You said uh, that, like, now that, you know, you have all your soldiers and their families and trust you to take care of them. Uh, for me, that was the moment before we left to go to Afghanistan I had to talk to everybody's parents and everybody's spouses and they relied on me to make sure that they get back home safe yeah you know what I'm saying so I took that very I took that to heart because I had to make sure that these guys came back home regardless of everything that was going on out there and everything that we went through uh, my main mission had was always going to be make sure that they are safe and that they come home you know regardless of how many missions we had none of that meant anything if i couldn't bring them back home with me you know what i'm saying so yeah, uh, brother, when you, when you said that you hit that on the yeah you, you hit it on the head when you said uh, and that they're entrusted with their families so I, and I just brought that back full circle. Look at me go. Yeah, bro. It, <laughs> it, it, it hits so differently when you yeah, put it, it does. into that, that, that perspective. Mm-hmm. They, they, don't, they, don't really, they don't really understand. Um, but nowadays they all understand. And now they're all, they're all staff. Sorry. You know, I, I, I raised these guys from yeah. freaking PFCs to now they're all staff sergeants. And, you know, some of my chiefs are not, my old chiefs are now, you know, sergeant first class. Yeah. Nellis is sergeant first class. Um, I think, uh, did he make sergeant first class? I'm not sure if he made it. And then, you know, Ramirez will be making it probably sometime next year. He was a little bit behind the power curve. Oh, Westfall made you it. Know. 
Westfall, I just I talk to Westfall pretty much every day. Uh, literally every day. Dude. Yeah, he is. You know, um, I'm he glad he's back on the line. Heart, man, he's a great I'm heart so, too. So glad he's back on the line. You know, we we all we both went to recruiting at the same time. Me, him, and uh, now starting for his class, Bryant. You know, we're all oh, we yeah. all went to we all went to recruiting together. You know, what I'm saying, but you know, Westfall is now back on the line, and then you know we're we'll we'll follow soon. But um. Yeah, those those dudes, and I had all of them as section. Dang, I had all of them as section chiefs. That's crazy. I did. Um, I had all of them as section chiefs, and to see what they're what they're doing now, man, it, it's really amazing. And now I see that I'm, you know, I'm on the other side, just like you. You know, what I'm saying I'm on the other side now. I see all my my chiefs and the guys that were privates and stuff with me at the same time are now getting to the position that that I'm in. You know, what I'm saying, and, and it's just proud, it's, it's, it's 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 amazing to see these guys still kicking around and still doing their thing and. Uh, as far as Westfall goes, this is he is in the position that he needs to be in. He's always had it a little bit rougher, um, but I I've always tried to make sure that he understands. Like, look, man, it might be rough, you know, what I'm saying, but you gotta you gotta fight through that, you know. And the same thing for Nellens too. Nellens has always had a very bad rep. I need to talk to him on here too, but he's always had a, a very bad rep of um, not being very proficient and not being able to do his job but when i worked with him in afghanistan i understood why people thought that and i've always pushed him to not just look within his mos but outside his mos too he's always been very strong at doing other things other than just being a 13 mike you know what i'm saying that is his strong suit you know there's no there's no way we would have gotten to move around in afghanistan without him there's no way we would have been able to do a lot of things there without him. So I always give him his props for that. You know, I gave him a task, figure out how we are going to move around. And he crushed it. You know what I'm saying? He always made sure that we can get where we needed to get to, you know, and then he, I think he's in uh, JBLM now, which is cool because he'll get to, he's, he's, this is the part where he's really got to shine. And I've always gave him, you know, if he calls me for advice, look, man, I'm going to give you everything that I know. You know, and I've always told everybody that same thing. Like, if you ever need my help, I will tell you everything that I know. You know what I'm saying? I've never been the type that will like, just brush you off and say, I can't help you. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're in this together. That's what well, it's always about. Well, everybody that knows you knows that that's a fact because oh, yeah. you will literally go above and beyond for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's what, that's how I was brought up in, in the army, you know? saying that's just that's the way i was taught you know always be humble and spread the knowledge as best as you can you know because everybody doesn't see it the way that you see it you know i'm saying i i know for sure i've always been a person who makes a plan for a plan you know and i always say that have a plan for your plan and um if you don't have that you're already behind the power curve honestly because you have to foresee everything you know especially being, even at the section chief level you have to foresee what's going to happen next if 100%. something if you're doing something over here in this area i need to know what's going to happen in the next area what happens if this area gets hit but you know what i'm saying it's it's so many different things and a lot of people don't um uh, factor that kind of thing in and that's why they're not as successful you know what i'm saying I'm not trying to toot my own horn but no but that's facts, this is this, that's this is facts. facts this is this is how you maneuver and you might not like the way i do it but if you look back on everything that i've done and everything that we've done as a platoon or whatever the case may be when did we mess up when did we fail we didn't because we had a plan for that plan or a plan for that plan 
you know what i'm saying you gotta you have to have multiple ways of doing things regardless if everybody knows what that is you gotta oh. you gotta be ready for whatever's coming you have to be oh, I, I agree battle. wholeheartedly that's so true like you've gotta you've gotta put the survivability into into yes. the factor everything. because if you don't yeah like everything Mm-hmm. And, and the survivability and um just to go back a little bit when you were talking about um going and being a section chief repetition you know um a lot of people Yo, don't yes. believe in repetition i know you were talking about you were doing a lot of late hours but that was the repetition that was to make it second yes. nature um if their guys are not in sync when you were talking about um doing air movement that air movement used to struggle for me for a long time until i started thinking about how this process works if my guys are in that truck that it's their world you know what i'm saying i have nothing to do with air movement i really don't when you yeah. think about it i don't have to do anything except maybe disconnect in the back maybe but i don't yeah. even have to do that if you got a good crew if they're not yeah, in sync really with every single thing that they do if they're not coming out of their doors at the same time popping the antennas at the same time hopping down yep. there and start unhooking and dropping that yep. dropping that cab at the same time it's not gonna yeah. work no it's you know not what I'm saying? and and my guys and i was talking to because park used to be my gunner for a while when he first came over from the marines um and i told him man listen if y'all two have to be in sync this is not my world you two have to talk y'all be on the headsets i'm just standing here making sure that you know if there's anything safety i'm like hey we need to do this you know what i'm saying i don't really have a role in air exactly. at all unless you want my help but honestly i'm gonna get in the way i really am because if you're trying to yeah. grab the basket off the top i'm in the way what am i doing here i'm 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 stopping you from unbolting it i'm stopping you from dropping the basket down the tie down i'm in the way so this exactly. is y'all world you know what i'm saying y'all have to move in sync and the more y'all move in sync, the less time is going to take. If you're not down to a minute 30, minute 33, then you were doing it wrong. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Fucking that's preach. A, that's a shout out to me because I, I used to kill that time. You know what I'm saying? But uh, preach, it is brother. what it is. Yes. You know, three time, you know, best of the best winner. No big deal. You know what I'm saying? No big deal. But that's, that took a lot. That, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that that's an amazing feat, though, after all the struggle. Yeah, and that and that goes back to how you know, humbling yourself and and getting the repetitions down and having a plan that works. What's the shortcuts? What's the way that I can do this? But always safe, never doing anything unsafe. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of things that we do that could be unsafe that people try to cheat to. But like, you can do this thing the safe way and still have crazy times. And yeah, a lot of people don't think, hey man, you just got to know what you're doing. You got to know how to park that launch when it's time for a reload. If you don't know how many steps it takes to park from that, oh, from that yeah. pod to that truck, man, you already lost me. You know what I'm saying? You already yeah, lost Yeah, because that's like, yeah, that's standard data right there. Standard data. You need to know that if you ain't an inch off that off that pod, you ain't going to make it. If you nope. don't swing all, if you don't max out that LM, you, buy, you ain't going to do it. You know what I'm <laughs> no. Yep, you know, you're gonna people, fuck up the cables. People, yep. people don't know, man. If you ain't max out and dropped and then swing it all the way back over, if that hook ain't straight up and down like six o'clock, you ain't did it right. Come on, yep. man. These are the, <laughs> yep, yep. This I is know. the things that I know. You uh, know you're, yeah. Listen, I, hey, you better be maxing yeah. that thing out. Max it out, swing it back. It ain't if it ain't at six o'clock when it comes over that other pot, you ain't do it right. Start over, do it again. Yep. <laughs> I've been doing this for a very long time. I, I can eyeball and know that you're not going to get it right. 
that's how good I am at this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I that's, feel that. I, I, even on, and you, you could throw me in a 270 right now. I bet you I can jump in there right now and cut that corner, and now we're going to drop right over those piles. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Every time. It don't matter what platform we on, man. I, I've been, had the opportunity to be in both and be successful in both. You know what I'm saying? And um, for all you mics out there, you know what I'm saying, that's that's coming up in this game. If you don't get on both platforms, you know what I'm saying, you, you're really cheating yourself. You, you are. Know what I'm saying it go go to freaking go to uh seal or go to Korea or or Germany, whichever ones have these two seventies. That is where yeah. you will get the most experience at. And and even for you, you know what I'm saying, being in the first starting position, you know, you you in the battery of two seventies with the most I love yeah. I love two seventies. I will I will take a two seventy over high Mars any day of the week. You know, on firepower alone. Well, firepower, yes. Um, see, I love high Mars, though, bro. <laughs> of course, you, that's, that's the world you, you came. You came from I, the from the area. I did. My first my first duty station was Korea, so uh, I've always had a love for two seventies. I think my name might be still written in some one of the ones in Alpha One Three Eight. You know what I'm saying? I always left my little mark on all my launchers somewhere in there. There's oh, you got says, to. There's somewhere in there that has my name, and then it says Jessica, because that's what I always name my launches was Jessica. Yeah. Every single launcher I've ever had. If you if you happen to see a launcher and it says Jessica somewhere in there, that's probably me. Sorry. Shit, if, I, if, 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 <laughs> if I do, I'll take a picture and I'll send Listen, it to you, brother. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that Jessica was always solid in Korea. She was, she was, she's out there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, it, I've always loved the, the 270s, man, just because of the, the sheer firepower and just being able to drive a track vehicle. Like, if you ain't get, I'm sorry. Hey, pivot, it motherfucker. That, <laughs> it, I'm, it really sucks that you never got a chance to, like, just be a driver. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that that sucks because that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of where I, I began. To, actually, no, my, my first thing, when I first got to a career, I was an ammo for six months. So I got to drive the Hemis with the trailer. That's when I learned yep. how to drive. You know, if you don't, if you don't get the opportunity to, if you don't take the opportunity to drive a Hemet with a trailer, you're not living, especially in Korea. You better go, you got to get in one of them and just drive it. I don't well, know shit, why. Well, shit, brother, even, even when I was it. a smoke, like, I, I would always, like, I would I, find an opportunity to hop in the launcher. I love driving Hemets. And, you know, and then, um, <laughs> after those six months, you know, I went to, I went to fires, but I wasn't in the launcher. I was a platoon, a platoon leader driver, you know crazy story real quick uh i was a i was a platoon leader driver for her name was lieutenant Corrant. i will never forget her never forget her because it was always some crazy stories with her you know the britain so we're driving to the field one day driving out there going out to go uh to rocket valley and then you know the bridge right you oh yeah one at a time so I'm flying across the bridge. For some reason, they always want you to go fast across, whatever. Raise hell, praise Dale. <laughs> hey, I'm flying. And I tell her, like, you know, we in the in the Humvee with the with the shitty doors, you know what I'm saying? The little fabric. And I see her leaning on the door. I'm like, ma'am, don't lean on the door because it probably will just pop open. The second I said that, that door blew open. And I'm flying across the bridge, first of all, flying. She yeah, is leaning out the door. I oh had my to God. reach over. You know everything is in the middle of the dang on Humvee. Yes. We got the radios and all her bags in the middle. I had to reach over all of that, grab mm-hmm. her, still keep us on the road, and pull her back in after I told her 
don't lean on those doors. You know, it's just that little clip, you know what I'm saying, handle. Those yeah, things bro. fall off. She almost yes, they lost. Do. She was almost roadkill that day. And no one would have even known what happened because you know how they go across that bridge. It's dark. It's just you. And I was flying. <laughs> Holy fuck. I bet she yeah. fucking... She didn't talk the rest of the night. <laughs> no. She didn't have but nothing I, I, to say. She was probably like really fucking like mind blown. Yeah. And I, I just her adrenaline. And, and she probably just felt like shit too. Yeah. Because I... I it is what it is you know that was my first experience driving to the field with her it was her almost losing her life and being roadkill that was holy crazy. shit yeah and then i finally got I, my opportunity to get in that launcher you know and that history i wonder history. if she's still not so that was part one of the episode with annie sparks Trust me, there is definitely more to come, so stay tuned. While you're at it, go ahead and log into the new website over there at Red Leg Radio. You can catch the links all over the place. But if you want it right now, it's going to be podpage.com forward slash redleg dash radio. Go ahead, get in there. You can see all of our episodes. There's blogs, helpful links for mental health and everything like that over there. Come on and check us out. But part two is on the way, so stay tuned.